Everyone, welcome to the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. We're airing live right now after that exclusive premiere of Benzinga at VCon Part 1. So thank you to everyone who tuned in to that. It's time. This is the Roadmap. All right, guys. Yeah, as I said, this is the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. Uh, before we get started with today's episode, want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by FTX US, one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs, no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer, and the FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more, click on the link in the description below and also pinned to the chat right now and let FTX know that Benzinga sent you their way. Um, so if you're looking to sign up for that app, there is that link. It's time to get started with today's show, and we're going to be recapping uh, VCon once again. We just played a exclusive interview video where we featured interviews with Avery Akineni from Vayner NFT, Keith Grossman from Time, Rob Petrozo from Rally, and Betty from Deadfellas. It's time to bring on my co-host today. We have producer Alyssa. Alyssa, what's up? Sound the sirens. The roadmap is live. <laughs> the roadmap is live, and it's time to bring on Money Mitch, who uh, went to VCon with me and helped on that video. So, Mitch, let's what's going go, on, Let's brother? go, let's go. Where the Cybercons at? Let's go. Cybercon shirt. I got my Deadfellas bag over here. Shout out to the Deadfellas team oh. for, for hooking me up with that. Uh, that was really cool, right? We just premiered our video, part one of our VCon interviews. And Mitch, we said before on the stream, I mean, we we hustled while we were there, right? We, we sat through panels, we got pictures, we got videos, and we did nine interviews with projects and NFT leaders. And you guys just saw four of them if you were able to tune into that interview. Um, let, let's start out here, right? So first was Avery Akineni from Vayner NFT. Uh, one of the big takeaways for me as someone who's covered, you know, stocks, crypto, NFTs, is kind of that transition into Web3 NFTs. And Avery came from DoubleClick, which was acquired by Google. She worked at Google and ran, you know, some of the ad divisions. And now she's working for Vayner NFT. So, uh, Alyssa, what do you think of that? You know, that transition from Web2 to Web3, um, the fact that she, you know, transitioned from these advertising big tech companies and now she's helping bring companies on board to NFTs. I think that's really cool. She's bringing her expertise to NFTs. And I think, I don't know, she's like perfect for this. <laughs> yeah, didn't she seem so happy in that interview? Like she's just so well-spoken. Uh, she, she was awesome to talk to and she's so passionate, right? You could hear it 
in her voice, those answers, um, she's ready. She's all in on NFTs and Vayner uh, leading the charge. Uh, Mitch, Avery, uh, what was some of your key takeaways from, you know, hearing her sit down and talk to Benzinga about Vayner NFT and where the space is headed? Yeah, well, first things first. I mean, I, I think when you're thinking about this space, you're going to be dealing with a lot of kind of creative people, uh, business side entrepreneur people. and the truth is, is there's a mix there, right? I think that's important to lead, right? Because then you have to deal with some top executives when you're going to be dealing with this space. And so you got to know how to surround yourself with those top executives. I think her experience speaks for itself there. And then another thing is the creative side, right? You have to kind of be also creative in this space. Maybe you're not an actual creator, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to be creative in this space. I like how she has, you know, she has herself a little bit of swag out there on Twitter. <laughs> this is her uh, PFP, and yeah, uh, look I mean, at that. She she's a buyer. She's a holder. She uh, she yeah. said that she owns a ton of NFTs. So definitely, definitely, and I and I think with that being said, you know, you're actually getting somebody that's into the space likes this space, understands space, but also has the expertise to continue rising the value that you're getting here from Vayner. And I think that's the important part is, right, how are we going to continue the growth? I think that she's not only a good leader for the team, but also going to be leading in creativity and bringing some newer things to kind of Vayner and, and where VCon can go. Because I I, I, this was the first one. And I think, you know, like every first event, yeah, there's going to be some, you know, there's some good things. There's going to be some bad things. But I think that they're really going to push it for event number two. I think they're going to learn from the first one. And if anything, her with Gary together, I think they're going to put on a massive, massive show for year two. So who knows? Maybe you weren't able to go to year one. <laughs> doesn't leave you out the window if you don't have a v friend right now to potentially go in to the second Alyssa, you heard it year two you're, you're coming with us so just just remember that right. vcon vcon 2023 or bust uh Alyssa, we talk all the time on the roadmap right about these big companies getting into nfts right it's not just artists it's not just celebrities we're seeing major corporations publicly traded companies get nfts and Vayner is helping onboard those companies. So Pepsi, Budweiser, they did their NFT drops. They partnered with Vayner NFT. And Avery said that these companies need to start thinking about the next 30 years, not just the next 30 days. Do you think it's important for these companies to partner with an established brand like Vayner instead of trying to, you know, just drop NFTs on their own that maybe, you know, hit or don't? Yes, I, I agree with that. I'm thinking for the next 30 years, because um, things are changing. It's not like things are changing. And um, we're going to be more online in the next 30 years, for sure. So I think partnering with someone like Gary V is definitely a smart thing to do. Definitely. Uh, Mitch, you know, you, you cover stocks all the time, right? And we talk stocks all the time at Benzinga. A lot of public companies, right, ha have heard the calling, right? Because NFTs, mm -hmm. Web3, Metaverse, it's these growing sectors. And these yeah. companies can either choose a wait and see approach, they can choose to ignore it, or they can go in and maybe in by going in, 
again, they want to partner with someone with experience. What do you think about that? Is that smart for like a Pepsi, a Budweiser to, instead of launching a whole division, hiring a bunch of people, they kind of let Vayner do it on their behalf? I, I think it's the only way, right? I mean, when we talk about brand recognition and going through the winters, right? There's going to be eventually a time here. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it needs to happen today. It could happen weeks from now. It can happen years from now. But there will always be kind of a rough moment, right? And we need to get able to get through those rough moments. Of course, the projects themselves have some cash to rely on, but that cash is very limited, right? And so with that being said, for a project to really develop some growth and let's say long-term growth, if they're especially if they're trying to develop like let's say games, um, that's going to take some time, right? And so with that, there's going to be some cash spent. You want to have a brand that's there supportive to your community, but also not what intrusive to your community, right? You don't want to be kind of teaming up, let's say uh, you're a woman's rights leader and then you're joining kind of a, a, a group that has nothing to do with women. Right. I mean, so you want to also match the branding with who you're going with. Right. And so certain in certain areas, especially if you're involved with maybe, let's say, artists, uh, maybe you're involved with uh, um, different kind of medias. And, and, and really, let's just be honest. That's where Vayner really kills it. Right. It is when you're talking gaming, sports, um, you're talking anything that has to do with kind of can really connected with the social. And that's another thing that they can help, right? There's a lot of projects I'm sure have great art, but don't know how to get out there. Yep. There's some hidden, hidden, hidden secrets out there. The best way that I think that you're going to be able to take your project from, okay, we have really good art. We have some utility, but we need to get out to the masses. A lot of that is going to be teaming up with a team like Vayner or it could be another team. Doesn't need to necessarily be done, but I can tell you one thing is they've been doing this for a while. And so we we saw, she said like 30 something drops already yeah. in, the, in about a year. So just get ready because I think that, yeah, you could see the drops come down for a little bit, but in the long run, that 30 is probably going to 3X, I think. And so we'll, we'll see what happens. But definitely, definitely branding, branding, branding. Just think about some so of these. Important. Some of these like, Let's say like, you know, you go into the apes themselves, the, the NFT themselves is a brand itself. Yep. Not even like the collection. Yes. Yeah, and Dog so wearing his, his ape hat shirt. Mm-hmm. That's a whole brand itself. Yep. And so branding is going to be very vital in this next step in Web3. It's not only in the NFTs, but also in all Web3. And so if you thought branding was important before, just get ready because we're moving into the community-based kind of approach. And the community-based, if you don't got if you don't got some like branding, if you don't have that community built, if you don't have that true vision to bring everybody together, then you're 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 very limited on yeah. your tail end. Definitely. And then after Avery in our video featuring those four interviews, we had Keith Grossman, the president of Time, and. This one was really fun for me because I've actually messaged Keith before. We've chatted over DMs. And one of the reasons why is because I've interviewed a couple projects that he's partnered with now with Time Studios to bring these uh, NFTs to life, right? Via animated, uh, you know, series, animated films. So 
Alyssa, we've had Robotos on before. We've had Toy Boogers on before. I, I love those projects. I love the artwork. My kids, right, love Robotos. They, they love Toy Boogers. And Keith is helping bring those companies to life with this media deal. So Keith was able to kind of comment on the reasons why they, they partnered with them and how they're going to grow the media. Alyssa, what are, what are you so excited for, you know, as far as these NFTs go, Toy Boogers, Robotos? becoming animated series like how is that going to help grow the overall nft space and maybe bring more people from the outside it's gonna air on tv and these kids are gonna see it and they're gonna grow up with it and some kids will probably be obsessed with it not even kids actually adults yeah <laughs> like me. yeah i like we you have kids i have a little brother and he watches his shows I'll sit down and watch it with him too. So if those are NFTs, I don't know. It's just, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a whole other world that's going to be evolving soon. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be like, you've talked about it, Chris, is the kids growing up yes. through this. Right. Cause I mean, there's one thing like, just like, like us, right? Like we have some attachment to maybe some prior animations that we watched to when we were young. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest SpongeBob fan, but I mean, at the end of the day, the brand and the branding was there, right? I mean, imagine if SpongeBob was an NFT yep. back in the day. I mean, there would have been some cool looking SpongeBobs. So let me just tell you that one. Yeah. Like, um, so re remember like, so on SpongeBob, right? Then you've got, you know, uh cereal where you get a SpongeBob toy in it. You've got happy meal toys. You've got all these things. And like, imagine if, you know, as this Roboto show airs, um, yeah, Pokemon in the chat, right? Pokemon's still the the ultimate for me, right? If yeah, if we still, get Pokemon still NFTs, has window. still like, has window. Get me Pokemon <laughs> NFTs. So uh I my my kids will love them, I will love them, and you can grow a whole brand once again, right? And like Robotos does this TV show. And let's say then they do, you know, another mint, or they do if you watch the episode, there's a what was that thing we talked about yesterday? A QR code on screen, right? Hey. Where if you watch the episode, you scan it, you get something in your wallet, right? There's or maybe all just kinds points. of ways to connect points, loyalty. Yeah. Oh. Like why not? There, right? There's there's so many opportunities in the media space. And I, I love what Keith said, right? It's like he recognized that, right? Time was a magazine years ago. Then they became digital, right? Like people aren't buying magazine subscriptions at home as much, right? They're reading articles online. And time was like, all right, let's transition to web two. And now we're going to web three and, and he's doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would throw me so too. much money at Pokemon. <laughs> and, and yeah, give me, the, give me the OG first, the 150 <laughs> or 151. Um, that Those are my favorites. Uh, Snorlax, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I'm a big Eevee fan and Charizard and Charmander um but yeah i mean, I mean just they're... think about it the evolution right nets went through the pokemon I... kind of game like all this is going to yep. tie into itself right i mean digimons like there's so many things that could come back too like i mean it's not only like pr prior brands can come back because of nfts let's just be honest yeah. um because that's, that's, oh, a gr that's a great point and i just thought of one when yeah. you said that match beanie babies <laughs> and... right Make Beanie Babies so many, NFTs dude. and maybe they could make a comeback. So yeah. uh, Ty, what about Ty, the, if you're out there listening, uh, boom. Yeah, I, I just you take you the Beanie Babies, 
you, you, you take the old ones, especially the popular ones, and you give them an NFT. Anybody that has it can come and claim those NFTs. Yep. And then you make some separate from that. And then boom. Street sharks in the chat. <laughs> Street sharks, yes. See, like this, this is this is almost too easy at this point. Like, and make it that's I mean, what was that? Part. One of those first like game Club Penguin, right? Was like one of the first like, <laughs> games in Metaverse. I remember my cousins loving that. And like, didn't you have to like buy a stuffed animal and it came with then like the code uh, in order to go do the, webkin. Do the game? Webkins. webkins that's what i'm thinking of webkins i bought so many webkins well i have yes. my parents <laughs> so so do that with right make beanie babies where if you buy a beanie baby you get then an nft that unlocks a, a metaverse right like this all right uh, enough with enough with it's these just ideas. getting started and, and it, so one of the things that we can transition from that is you you brought up keeps i digital identity which I think is important there. And I think it's really important to go back and, and start realizing that you yourself has been going digital, whether yeah. we want to or not. Um, I could just think about like, even like, let's say payment. Payment now is done a lot of times through their phone, right? Um, you just put your phone on the payment thing and duke, you're done, right? Just imagine to the next stage. It's just going to continue that moving forward. So eventually you'll be able to do that with crypto where you can just be like, duke, Boom. And you keep going. Um, so I think we're all moving into a digital age, whether we want to admit it or not, just look around and what you do it involves more and more digitally. And I think Keith was really on it. And I think that's important when you see those guys that just seem to like get it. And, and I, I would say, Chris, you were one of those early on for me. Um, you got to pay attention and, and try to find the knowledge there. Because everyone's going to be able to give you hints and you're going to be able to build off of that. So you guys that are watching this now, and I'll say it again, and I, and I think I'll, uh, I'll comment with Pharrell, you said on, on his speech with Gary Vee, you know, is that you guys have the power to create now. You listening out there right now, you have the power to create. And yes, there could be some rough times in the NFTs, but that doesn't mean that you can't work on something right now, get ready for the next wave and boom. Be something completely else. All a bunch of the speakers that we saw, Chris, I mean, we're pretty much nobodies. And not, not, not to say anything, but like, I mean, we're all pretty much nobodies until what we get appreciated for our creation. And so you guys out there, it's ending three. Let's get ready because you guys can create yourselves. And like we're talking about brandings like Pokemon and all that. You got a chance to do the so yourself. I want to stick with that digital identity, right? That Mitch, you just hit like on the nose. And that was a big focus of Keith's interview. Uh, Alyssa, we had like Franklin on, right? Who owns a bunch of a bunch of board apes and he will flip some, he'll sell some, but what's the one he won't sell, right? The gold for ape that yeah. is his profile picture on Twitter. And he has built an identity around it. There's also people who have built their identities around their crypto punks, right? It's mm -hmm. their name, right? Like punk yeah. number, whatever. Yeah, there's Franklin's gold for ape. And he said he won't sell it, right? He's built a brand around it. Uh, Alyssa, what do you think of that? Like if, if you go all in on NFTs, you build the brand uh, around your NFT are you ever able to sell it or like, are you like absolutely then just like tied down? Can you build a brand up again if you ever sell it? I'm attached to mine. Okay. So like, 
If yeah. I had any others, like if I had an ape, I would never sell it probably. And yeah. I would definitely build off of that. Yep. And I like, think I know Alyssa with, Moore like, for that 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 icon. <laughs> yeah, her fang gang, yeah. And her own face, like like if I it would be it. that, I would know that's Alyssa. Like even elsewhere in the world, like if mm -hmm. they showed me that, it'd be like, Oh, you got a Alyssa? Right. So what happens if Alyssa sells it, Mitch, and then someone else starts using it? Don't you just picture the original person? Talk like, about identity theft in the future, exactly. bro. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That's excellent, excellent point. Uh I, I want to get to our to our next interview. So then uh you know, Mitch, this was one of my favorites. Um Rob Petrozo, co-founder Ellie, chief product officer. And uh, again, I'm a little partial, right? Because I've been rally user for a year and a half or two years i bought shares of sports cards uh sports memorabilia you know a pair of jordan shoes pokemon cards graded video games and then they got into the nft space right and now you can buy shares of a board ape yacht club so instead of paying a hundred thousand dollars to buy one board ape you can spend you know $5, $100, $200, and get a partial stake in a board ape. Alyssa, you know, we talk about this, right? The cost involved in getting into NFTs. Sometimes they can be quite high. What do you think of this fractionalization and being able to kind of trade NFT shares like stocks? Is that another good way to onboard people to this growing space? Yes. Yes. Because... Um, if you own shares in it, I don't know. I feel like it's just a, a doorway yeah. and um, it, it'll snowball into them maybe looking for new mints, like these free mints that are happening recently. Yeah. So I don't know. It can get them more into the community and do more research. And maybe eventually they work themselves up to buying an actual ape instead of yeah. shares. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, fractionals, when that first started, it was really all about, right, it was about the, the change in kind of investing. Um, a lot of people wanted access to things that were what? Higher priced. And they couldn't mm -hmm. get access to, let's say, a share of uh, Berkshire. But it yeah. was $2,000 or something like that or $20,000 for the first share. I mean, let's just be honest. Not that many people are going to be able to buy 100 shares of something that's $20,000, let alone an <laughs> ape now that are valued, you yeah. know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands. So what this does is gives the opportunity for someone that is interested in the space to take part in the collection without taking part. Like, you, yeah, you don't have a part of the collection, but you are a, a kind of a community member behind these NFTs if you go and you invest on Rally into these. Because essentially, now you're part of the apes and you can keep, consider yourself it. Keep this in mind, too. Chris, you they like had like a questionnaire thing where you chose when when the apes were releasing their land yep. and they yep. let you take part in that like it was a community effort to figure out what was it like yeah so every board ape or mutant ape you were able to claim the other deed for other side land so because rally owned these apes they minted the land and then they sent emails with a picture of what the land looked like right one of them has a coda. And the people who own shares were able to vote. And the vote was either sell the land and take the money as dividends now or keep the land and tie it to the board ape. So like now, instead of me owning like 
shares of five different apes. I own shares of five different apes plus other side land. They each have a land attached to them. And when the ape coin uh, claim happened, right, they claimed the ape coin, sold it, and I got dividends, right? I got paid out for owning these shares of board apes, just like board ape holders like Franklin did, right? Where you got this claimable event. So to me, like, it's really cool to participate along. And as you said, Alyssa, to, to have my vo voice and vote be heard, you know, on this platform. I mean, they could have made those decisions themselves, but instead they, they let shareholders, you know, vote and the, the voice of the people. Yeah, I'm watching uh, some of the kind of the real estate sales here. And uh, there was yeah, this the one, sandbox, the land. sandbox estate, and it's right next to Snoop. And uh, yeah. uh, and so I don't know about you guys, but I was even looking at land myself <laughs> yeah. to buy, looking at the prices. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, they're expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I, I, I wanted to create uh, an advertising just just in the metaverse. So, so the biggest thing. Yep with an average the metaverse is that you're going to need uh, real estate right um so see. yeah yeah i mean just putting it out there maybe i couldn't get it done but maybe someone out there could get that done and i think there's literally going to be companies all they do is just advertise in the digital metaverse um so who knows uh you could still get access to at least these estate bundles and man these lands you'd be surprised how much they kind of collect value and like, let's say something next to Snoop's land, it's going to be valuable. And Sandbox yeah. is fun. I don't know if you guys have ever played Sandbox. Yeah, but. Sa Sandbox is fun. And on that point, Mitch, you know, Snoop has a partnership with Sandbox, right? So like, it's not like you're just blindly buying land next to Snoop who bought land just for the hell of it, right? He's mm -hmm. invested and he's attached to the project. So I think he's going to keep growing and doing stuff with Sandbox, which makes that land next to him all that more valuable down the road, you know, again, like just based on what he's done in the past, but like, I just love what rally's done. And I mean, the, one of the, the first asset they ever added um, for NFTs to, to rally was a crypto punk. And I remember this happening because I interviewed Rob uh, over the phone at the time and crypto punk prices started skyrocketing, right? Because we were right in that run. And they had an estimated value for the punk that they were going to sell shares at. And they could have raised it, right? Because the punk was double what they originally listed it for. But instead, they said, no, we're going to stick with the price that we listed it. And I was able to buy shares and my punk value went up like 3x right away, just based on that. And like, a, again, a good way to onboard people, that top punk right there, I mean, just a good way to onboard people to the NFT space. And like, again, I don't have enough to buy a full crypto punk, but if I believe, you know, in the, the future of these assets, like it, it's something I want to have a piece of, right? I just told Spencer on Benzinga Live, right? He's a fan of ETFs, right? Because ETFs are diversified. They have a basket of stocks, right? Well, mm -hmm. if you want diversification and you want to have a basket of NFTs, here's your approach, right? Buy some yep. shares in in NFTs. What do you what do you think of that, Mitch? From like this the stock and the ETF analogy, hundred percent diversification, right? It's a it's a lovely thing, right? Um, some of these crypto punks, some of these apes are going to be used in animations, and maybe you want to be looking for that, right? And so, like, if we go to the apes, you know, I I was taking a look at them, and there were some of them that 
look look really interesting um, to really kind of keep an eye out. Um, you know, I was taking a look here at the NFTs, and I mean, if you look here, I mean, some of these I feel like are going to be easily used. Um, you know, you could take a look at like this one right here. I I, I really like this one right here. Uh, th this is one that I would think that hell yeah, I want a piece. Um, you know, it has that swag, it has that cool ability. Um, I I feel like these particular uh board apes this these features are really good for it the the leather yep. jacket it could be really just a nice a nice character and so what you want is to get maybe a couple of these that you think could are going to get into these animations and cartoons and stuff and that itself could bring you back value by diversifying some of the money into these versus just going after one right and then for some reason you got that one but it's not being used, right? And so that's the, the big thing here is try to get diversification and getting into these, especially, you know, there's one thing going after board eight, but there's another thing going after, like, let's say some of the other ones that are going to be coming in, some doodles, some other ones that I, I see them have now that still have a chance to gain a lot of value. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, Alyssa, we talk about that, right? We're like, there's so many NFTs. There's so many that are, you know, like on the blue chip line or close. And Rally has CryptoPunks, uh, Bored Ape, Mutant Ape, uh, Doodles, Cool Cats, uh, The Sandbox, Azuki, um, the, the, uh, some other ones coming too. Uh, you know, is, is that the approach here is to diversify and instead of saying, okay, I'm going to buy a Mutant Ape or I'm going to buy two Cool Cats, why not both? Yes. Um, actually, I didn't even think about it. Like, some of these that Rally owns might be a part of, like, a series, which would increase their value. Yeah, like, you just saw that, that biker jacket ape, like Mitch yeah. said. Like, to me, that win TV show, right? Like, that mm -hmm. jumps off and says, hey, I, I'm going to be in a TV show. And I asked Rob about that a while back, right? So assuming what he, he said is still true is if these assets get used, it goes back to the holders, right? Just like mm -hmm. I got paid for my my ape coin and the the land, I got those dividends mm -hmm. or you know the the future asset. Same thing. If these apes get monetized, the shareholders win. They they get paid like just for holding on and, and voting, right? Like that's yeah. a huge win down the road and a great point. Like I, I see the same thing. I, I mean, I see them being used in TV shows or in licensing or you know whatever. Yeah, like look at this Azuki. That's a rare one um, because of the eye trait. Like, yeah. Like I, I could see these taking off. Like I, I was always mad that they sold out in three minutes. So it wasn't like I'm <laughs> sure a lot of you, a lot of people were on top of it. But definitely, yeah. uh, one of the projects that I think has still, still some room to grow. Right. I mean, we haven't seen too much utility actually been used from these, but I do think that you're going to see massive amounts. Um, I mean. These to me go hand in hand with animations. And with that being said, who knows? Maybe this one right here, the glowing eyes, can be one of those uh, initial uh, offering share price was $4. Um, and the initial market cap was 32000 And who knows? Maybe these can get into the hundreds. We'll see what happens. Um, but it's not just NFTs, right? That you can get on Rally, right? I mean, we could do a lot of things. Uh, Chris mentioned the sports. Um, but even one of a kinds, right? Um, maybe, maybe you want to get Gary V 
uh, drawing, right? Maybe you want one of these exclusive ones. I remember yeah. when he, he, he put out this one. I, I would think that the, the Vicon Viper is going to be one of those that might uh, might keep working it. Um, <laughs> Definitely. I, I won't be mad at it, at least. Like, you know, like we, we talked about this, concert tickets, stuff like this, like, yeah. These should definitely be a part of it. And then you'll get like the sports stuff. You'll get the card stuff, the comics. Um, like this is all going to be part like, I mean, there's some rookie cards that I would love to be a part of. Right. I mean, even nowadays, like, yeah, like maybe, maybe you start seeing stuff like this, like a, a 2000 playoff contender, Tom Brady autograph rookie card right so yeah this is valued right now at a certain amount but like let's say old yeah i mean old what happens when tom brady retires for the fifth time and it's you know for for real then that price goes up right (laughs) what happens when he goes when he gets his hall of fame in the hall of fame yeah exactly this will probably go up in value yeah and so there's strategies you could do here look collectors and what they to do and maybe you're going after it in a partial form yeah this is a whole nother ball game guys a whole nother marketplace this is a market itself and so uh, look into it guys there's some opportunities here and i definitely think that what you got to do is you got to learn about these assets and how they work and what could potentially happen like we just mentioned with the tom brady one definitely so yeah if you guys have not checked out rally before um make sure to check them out and again we had that interview with rob in our vcon interviews part one uh the last interview in this part one of the four was betty from deadfellas and you know, I I remember hearing that that Deadfellas was going to be there, and then I also heard, hey, Betty is doxing herself at VCon for the first time ever. Uh, Alyssa, we've talked about Deadfellas on the stream, right? Really cool artwork. They did Dead Friends too, the the animal collection. Like, uh, what do you think of that interview with Betty? Like, wasn't it just so cool to hear, you know, how she got started with NFTs with with her husband and kind of doing some of those traits that weren't represented in the space um, for, for females to start with. I love Betty. Um, and I loved hearing what she, her, her past and like how she got into this and doxing at VCon too. It, it makes you just that much more bullish on dead fellas. Yeah, you know? definitely. Uh, Mitch dead fellas, uh, Betty. Uh, What were some of your takeaways from that interview with her and kind of seeing, I mean, that they had this NFT land at VCon, right? Where they were like these interactive displays Mm -hmm. and they had a really cool one for merch. And they also, I mean, remember the line of people waiting to see the the throne that's in this picture (laughs) that you could sit on at VCon and also people waiting in line to meet Betty. Like there was a quite a draw there. Yeah, I'll actually, uh, I, I can actually show you guys it a little bit here. Um, yeah, it was something else, guys. Um, like, I, yeah, I love the setup, chair. you know. You had the full setup here, and it it, it brought that dead fella's feel, let's just say. Um, definitely, uh, you got to, I mean, hey, if you got a chance to sit <laughs> into the chair or take a shot in the chair with Betty, I'm sure you appreciated it. And it's awesome. I mean, look at that. Like it matched, it matched it. Now, one of the, my biggest things is trying to match the creator yep. with the NFT. 
you guys will see me hear me say this often because I think it's so vital. It's how things are going to continue going. Like there's one thing, yeah, you can fool me, do a drop, come out, but yeah, after that drop, what's going to be, what's really going to take an NFT project to the next level, I think is who runs it, who, who really runs it. And, and when you match that and you can see the growth outlook that this wasn't just a stage one kind of thing. And then I'm done. This is a long-term project. That's why we talk about what? The roadmap. And that's why this show is called The Roadmap, baby. That's what it's all about is knowing your roadmap, where you're heading to, and then actually getting there, right? It's Hitting those dates is so vital for this kind of space because that's what everyone's waiting for. They're like, okay, you're going to say you're going to do this by second quarter of 2022? Well, you better get it done, right? Yeah. And so when we can match that and we can see passion, leadership, confidence into the space, and I think that's what you get from Betty is that she's confident in what she did, what she brought to the to the audience. Now she's really confident that she's going to be able to actually get through the roadmap. And the next step from there is that this is just part A. And you can see that in her mind. This is just part A, and there's still B, C, D to go. So, I mean, keep that, fellas, on your radar, guys. You know, that's a great point, though. Like, the projects uh, really make it with whoever's behind it. And when I saw Betty's face, I immediately was like, that's dead fellas. That's Betty. Like, that's her profile picture. That's everything. Like, she, like, resonates. (laughs) Dead fellas. Like, this is her project. Yeah. 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 The Uh, swag is there. Yes. Alyssa, on that note, right, we, we've interviewed uh, founders of projects before, right, where it's kind of a mix, right? Some are doxxed, some aren't doxxed, but we talk about events too, right? We have VCon, we have NFT NYC. Um, if you're a team and you're not doxxed, does that hurt you at some of those events where you can't do like the face-to-face, one-on-one connections, you can't take part in panels right because you don't want to sit up on the stage and show your face like does that hurt your brand a little bit moving forward down down the road maybe or it can make you even bigger because yeah. you could dress up yeah like, see that's what i was on. thinking you could you could wear a mask or you mm-hmm. could hide behind a green screen or something but you could get creative with it yeah. which would probably bring more eyes to your project yeah yeah, but I think at least from my side of this is that I, I want transparency in yeah. projects. I don't want to be having uncertainty. Uncertainty can bring value, but the biggest thing that I want to do is be happy with the founder and leader. Yeah. And trust me, we'll, we'll be talking about two projects on part two just to give you guys a, a little preview moving forward. Don't miss part two because this, this, there's certain projects here that I'm like, yo, whatever this guy makes, line me up because yeah. I'm buying it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what matters. I think when you when you, we do this in stocks also, and just to relate it to stocks because I'm a big stocks guy, is that sometimes there's very close times where we're like, buy the CEO, not the stock. Yeah. And buying the CEO is just as important because there are certain – and there are certain creators in here. They're just going to kick ass at whatever yeah. they do. And so, um, like, you know, so, you know, you guys, can, you guys can go back and forth on if you like Elon or not. At the end of the day, 
you might want to buy the CEO because yeah. he hasn't failed, right? Yeah, he and so, covered, so and so that's what you're looking for. Six success tracks. And it and it probably can be that maybe they weren't doing this exact thing. Like, you know, we'll get into it with other designers and other people that were doing kind of animations before this. But those are the people that you might want to follow a little bit closer because they were already kicking ass. They just yeah. had no appreciation. Now they're being appreciated for their work. Yeah. And I'll say there's kind of a mixed bag out there, right? In the NFT world, some people want transparency and they won't buy projects from anonymous teams, right? And that's mm -hmm. their opinion. That's their right. Then you have people who don't really care, right? They'll they'll yeah. buy based on the the roadmap or what's being said. I, I sit somewhere in the middle, right? Where I I like when teams are doxxed, but I also will support teams if they're not, if there's enough other stuff to get me excited, right? So I'm in that middle ground. Um, but speaking of you know, some of the the stock connections here and like the roadmap and moving forward. One of the keys for me with Deadfellows that we talked about with Betty is they signed a deal with United Talent Agency. So we've seen a couple NFT collections sign these deals, you know, to, to grow their brand, right? To do, you know, media, toys, um, you know, uh, collections, uh, licensing, branding. So that was a key for me. Um, you know, Alyssa, again, we've talked about this, right? You've got, you know, Pixel Vault, Board Ape, uh, World of Women, Deadfellas, Cool Cat, some of these companies that have partnered and they're really trying to grow the brand. What do you think of Deadfellas being one of those companies that has signed this talent agency deal to propel themselves forward? Um, they deserve it. Like you work hard enough and I don't know, they deserve it. <laughs> I want to see more from Deadfellas. Yeah. Does it kind of go back to that conversation of like partnering with Vayner, right? So instead of trying to do it all on your own, if you partner with a talent agency that has the experience, has the connections, is that like the smarter play here? Maybe for some of these bigger NFT collections that really want to grow fast and, and yeah. brand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know how to do it and you know other people who can help you and are willing, then go ahead. As yeah. long as, you know, they're not going to screw you over. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But this, this, I don't know, this community will, is very nice, helpful. Yeah. I think we just all want to grow each other at this point. Yeah. Mitch, what do you think of that? These, these talent agency deals, um, do, does that really propel a project from maybe like the, this line to this line because they were able to attract a, a big partner to grow their brand going forward? This is the battle here. Um, I think this is a battle here because uh, you're running into what, what's what I would call mainstream and kind of like, it, we, we could call it Wall Street and, and, then, and then Real Street, right? Like what is the difference here is that there's ways to get big without bringing in like big names, right? And, and, and that can happen. Let's say if you're really good at social media and you're able to really grow the community, let's say you have an, um, a really great Discord and it just is engaging and your audience kind of leads the way too because that's what you need also, then you can get big. Like I would say like the apes have gone to a level. Yeah, they have a lot of kind of celebrities now part of it, but 
it, it got to that level before kind of all this kind of celebrities jumping on in. And I think that that's one thing that you need to kind of pay attention to. So if you do want to bring in these talent agencies, if you do want to bring in these, these kind of different kind of, uh, let's say, money leaders into your project, the biggest thing is you're going to you want to want them to have connections that matter to you, right? Because if it's a connection with some random person that doesn't represent the brand, well, then it's not going to really be beneficial, right? <laughs> um, so I think from there, you have to find things that match there. And if you can find a match, then it can work and it can be beneficial. But let, 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 let's be real. There's definitely going to be like matches that don't make sense. Yeah. Like, oh, perfect one I'll give you in stock world this week. <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian teamed up with Beyond Meat. Yeah. Um, and um, let's just say uh, I won't be buying Beyond Meat probably because Kim Kardashian, right? Yeah. But... If Kim Kardashian was probably, you know, representing, you know, some of these cooler, like kind of female led projects. Yeah. Maybe that could be something that could really take it off. Right. And so I think you really need to match what it is and see if it matches the person. Just like we talked about it with the CEOs, the branding needs to match also kind of the hype that comes with it, with the celebrities that come joining on influencers are just as good right i think in this generation and you guys out there you guys can tell us in the chat do you guys feel that influencers have just as much power as celebrities do nowadays what do you guys think what do you think chris yeah let's see what the chat says i would say absolutely because the the influence of social media uh the ability to you know post uh the ability to do twitter spaces and get this wide following this wide listening audience we have seen, you know, the floor prices of NFTs jump or them get more attention or them mint out because of an influencer, you know, being attached. And sometimes come to find out there was, you know, monetization, right? The influencer was paid. Sometimes it's just because they love the project, right? Mm -hmm. And back to your note about, you know, aligning and kind of the Kim Kardashian stuff. That's when I really liked, you know, Reese Witherspoon, right? She put out this tweet a while back and it was like hey guys i'm new to nfts like who can get me started or who can share what to do and everyone started shilling her all these projects in the <laughs> in the comments right and it was you know buy my ape derivative whatever buy this and then a couple days later she has a world of women profile <laughs> picture and says hey i found world of women here's why i support it and it was like you said, Mitch, aligning with your own personal ideals, right? She wants to support women-led projects, projects yeah. that will power, you know, women going forward. And that's why, like, for me, I like finding projects that I attach to or I like the artwork because I think it'll make a good, you know, show someday, right? I own a crypto dad. I'm a dad. I, you know, love what cool you're a dad, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. That's just in. I, I love cool cats and Robotos. And one of the reasons I love them, my kids love them. So I'm able to connect with my kids and say, Hey, look at these cool cats. Look at these Robotos. Hell They're yeah. going to be a show someday. And like, that's cool. Rather than just buying, you know, some random NFT that I don't have a, a connection to or a feel for. So, you know, I, I really like that. Um, before we, we wrap up here, I, I want to talk a little bit about part two, right? So 
that part was part that two. was part one, guys. Four interviews, and those were four great interviews. Part two, we've got four more interviews coming, and uh, we have Subducks, Art Block, Sup 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 Sup, Pixel Vault. And Cool Cats. Alyssa, you know what's really exciting about those four interviews? Mm. We've already had all four of them on the roadmap before, but this time I got to interview them live. Um, so you know yes. all about these projects, or at least a little bit, Alyssa. Uh, mm. I don't know if you want to pick out a favorite, but maybe like of those four, what are you excited to, oh. to hear from? Or what are you excited to hear about uh, those four projects that we, we've talked to before? Franklin Subducks. I want to. Yeah. I want to hear from him again. He was so much fun. <laughs> and so much fun. I don't know, cool cats. Like they're just vibes. Both yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, look at peak. that duck. Look at that. Look at that. I'm so excited. <laughs> Mitch, uh, over over to you. Four four great interviews in part two. And, and again, you you came from the outside. You had heard of some of these projects, Whoa, but you man. haven't interviewed them before. You you know a little bit. What gets you most excited about, you know, these four projects or any of them for part two of our video series here? I mean, when we get into there's so much, guys, I think part two is almost one of those times that I really tell you, you might need to listen to this twice yeah. to get what you really need out of it. There's so many projects here that are, it's loaded. Part two, I literally said, let's. Let's try to bring the projects into it. I know we included Betty and in, in project in, in like the part one. And so I wanted to include her in part two because it's just that good, guys. Part two is we're going to be going into it with Cool Cats. I mean, Cool Cats has just so much utility that is bringing into it with animations. And this is the one that I really feel that is a brand that doesn't really even have to connect with adults. It could just kick off just with kids itself and take it to another level. I mean, we, we, we won't compare it, but you know, there's that whole like kind of Hello Kitty uh, con yeah. con connection there. Oh, it, it gets that comparison a lot, Mitch. So I'm you're, sure, you're, you're, I'm sure I'm not the first one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not the first Kitty one to Blue think Cat. of that. Yeah, yeah. And so what does that do is that it creates that vibe, right? And I think yeah. that you're gonna start seeing more and more this is one of those projects that could lean more to the children. And and who knows? Children can be definitely 10 times the fans that we can be as adults, uh, right? They got more time on their hands, right? They can watch more stuff, more content than we can. Let's just be honest. Um, they, they can watch cartoons every day. More than likely, we can't. Mm -hmm. um, then we get into Sup Ducks. And I mean, the style of Sup Ducks is just to another level. And, and I think that it... it completely grasp the new generation and i think yeah. the new generation is looking for things that are cool hip but at the same time different and i think that's what sup ducks really gives you is it gives you that different animation where it's not just like your standard animation standard clean it's even like this kind of like kind of like a adjusted look to it that has just cool vibes overall i mean if, if you take a look when you're looking at these ducks you'll see that it's not even like a full face right like this is not even a full face this is just like a mouth and eyes right <laughs> i mean at the end of the day and that's the cool part of it actually i think that actually brings some different style to the animation that can give it a competitive advantage against other nfts then when we start taking a look at art blocks i mean this is one that I I was completely 
changed on. And I'm going to be honest yeah. here. At first, the art blocks, Alex, you know, I mean, we, we know what, what, what it gets compared to at first. It's like it's squiggle, right? Like this, this doesn't really matter, right, into the world. Till you find out what is actually behind the yeah. technology behind. And then you'll be like, crap, man, I, I missed out on this. Yeah. Because this isn't going to stop. I, I really think at the end of the day, um, you guys will hear from Eric, but I mean, Eric just killed it out of the water with me in the, the fact that I was probably not looking at art blocks at all. And I got to be honest, but from this interview and from yeah. my understanding of even his, his panel that he had on, his panel was amazing. They talked about it and, and, and it really just talked about how the change of kind of physical art going into digital art yeah, is such that. a move and it's a move that can be done and and it doesn't need to be perfection people think that okay so now you're bringing in kind of these algorithms this art this is going to be perfect no it still has some human element to it and i think that was another side that really interested me we'll talk more about that tomorrow and of course g-funk i mean when we get into g-funk you guys already know um the, the comics aren't going to stop, guys. Um, it's going to take it to the next level. And I, I'm just looking forward to hearing the stories that come out of it. And we're going to be watching to see how these four projects really perform in the next year. I think all four all four of these are going to be kicking ass. And let's yeah. just say, I, I, I mean, I got to the point where these were the interviews that captured me the most. And... Some of these CEOs, you can just tell right off the back that this is not the first thing they're doing and more than likely won't be the last. Yeah, I, I really like talking to G-Funk, uh, you know, like you said. And uh, again, VCon, there was some exclusive announcements and one of them came from G-Funk and the Pixel Vault team where he announced that they partnered with Dana White, UFC fighters are going to be so featured much. in comics, right? And then they also partnered with Major League Baseball. Uh Alyssa, we had G-Funk on before, you know, those punks comics, like the artwork is amazing. The the comic side of NFTs, like really cool. And now they're growing in the, the sports space. Like that's pretty exciting to, to see and, and hear from now with, with G-Funk. So I'm excited to, to share that too. But again, I mean, four projects we've already featured on the roadmap, but they have so much more to share. Like that's why it, it's so exciting. I know we had a great time at VCon. Uh, just kind of give you guys a, a, a little picture love here. Uh, you guys can see Chris oh, no. and I. What has he got? What has he got? Oh, there's Cyber Cybercons, baby, representing. Cyberkongs shirt. Shout out Cybercongs. We, we got some shirts, and uh, we're looking forward to, to getting them on the roadmap soon for an interview. Uh, you shout can out see to in the that... Mooner Bus team. I had that Mooner Bus shirt. Yeah, Motorbuster in in the picture there. Um, you can see behind Mitch and I, there was a bunch of bananas on the ground. And guys, <laughs> I'm pretty sure these were real bananas. Um, yeah, someone asked for one. And people people kept asking for that. Can I get a banana? <laughs> can I get a banana? Like from the display, and like the team was like, no, like sorry, like it's part of the display, and like. People love NFTs and they love having uh, pieces of this stuff. So, I mean, that was really cool. All right, guys, we're, we're out of time here. This was a blast, though. So if you are watching us live or listening to the podcast or watching us after and you weren't able to catch 
the part one interview. Make sure, uh, let's find that link and make sure that you go back and watch that. Four great interviews. It was so much fun. In the chat. Click on that link and part two, uh, we will be airing tomorrow. And again, four great interviews. So uh, anything else to add, Mitch or Alyssa, before we uh, wrap here? Yeah, you know, one of the things is if you're one of those people that just kind of thought about NFTs, or, well, this is a scam, or there's like, this is nothing, nothing burgers, or there's no value here, just keep watching these videos and tell me what you guys think after part three, if you guys feel that same way. And we can have a conversation because I, I mean, I, I think I've been on both sides of just trying to stay with it, right? I mean, you're going to always hear the noise, but. Take a look at it for yourself and see if there's an opportunity there for you. Definitely. Alyssa. Love you guys. <laughs> Thank you for watching. <laughs> awesome. Much love make, out there. Make sure you catch part two and we will be back uh, the roadmap next week. And part three, you guys definitely do not want to miss either. Coming up next, don't go anywhere. You got pre-market prep at the close with Spencer and Joel breaking down all the top news and movers for stocks and crypto today. So stay tuned and we will catch you next time.